Hey, you guys, good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, September the 12th. I've got a jam-packed podcast for you today. Typically, we talk about all things MomStrong International, and we are gonna continue to do that today. And also, I'm gonna bring you up to speed on a couple of things that are happening in the news. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, so yesterday, today's the 12th. Yesterday was September 11th. Our family spent some time in the morning just praying for a protection for our nation and for our government and also for the families of the victims of the 9-11 uh, uh, suicide bombers. You know, it's interesting. I remember exactly where I was. Uh, I was holding my newborn son who is now 17. I guess he wasn't newborn uh, completely. He had maybe been, he was young, maybe five or six months old. And I was watching television. I was probably watching, you know, it was Pacific time. So I was probably watching a morning show and all of a sudden it's, it's interrupted. And I remember seeing this plane fly into the World Trade Center. And I thought to myself, oh, it's a, it's an ad for a movie. And of course, when the second plane hit, it became terrifyingly real that this wasn't a movie. It wasn't an ad for a movie. It was real. And yesterday I watched with our children for a little while, the services that were held over at the field where Flight 93 went down. And I was struck by one man in particular whose son died on 9-11 on that flight. And they were allowing the family, if there were family around or relatives of the victims of that particular flight to come and read their names. And everyone but this one gentleman read the name fairly solemnly, just they would read the name and then the bells of remembrance would toll. So one bell and then they would wait, I think five seconds and another one would toll and then the, the next person would get up. And this older man, I mean, it's been 17 years, right? So 17 years he's been without his loved one. And you sort of wait with bated breath to see what he'll say. And without fail, everyone said kind of the same thing, except for this guy, and he just started crying. And he said it had been 17 years and he loved his son as much uh, then as he did now. And I I thought, this is what we need to be. This is why we need to remember. This is why it matters. This is why 9-11 should never be forgotten because the people who are still affected every day are real people who lost their loved ones. And I I read a post that Candace Owens put out on 9-11, so she put it out yesterday, and she said, sometimes I wonder how it's possible in the span of just 17 years to go from such raw emotion, gratefulness, and patriotism to having to scream and fight for people to understand what real sacrifice is, why we stand for the flag, why we love this country, and to the 2,996 lives that were lost that day, we'll never forget. And I hope that you have talked about this with your children. I hope that we don't forget because evil is real and it's out there. And I can, I'll never forget sitting in my living room, watching and waiting for news and updates to come through our TV screens. Because remember, this was before uh, Facebook and before Twitter and smartphones and all of those things. And our world has changed so, so much in the past 17 years that it's almost unrecognizable to me to see what has happened to our nation. And so we continue to pray 
We continue to pray. We sat with our children around our breakfast table. We had breakfast every morning together. We sat around the breakfast table and every one of us had kind of, a, even my seven-year-old, just a different thing that we prayed for, that the Holy Spirit just seemed to be impressing upon us to pray. And particularly for wisdom for our leaders. We need it now more than ever. Uh, speaking of our leaders, we've got the hearings coming up for Judge Brett Kavanaugh. You heard me talk about this last week. Well, the Senate Judiciary Committee is poised to vote as early, I believe, as next week on Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. Remember, he is President Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court. And uh, Chuck Grassley, who I watched, I've watched some of the Senate confirmation confirmation hearings with a fair degree of frustration. <laughs> it's fair to say, uh, just the lack of decorum that's particularly coming out of the left. And I thought, you know, it's a, it's a good reason. Remember, we, we've been talking about this all for the last several years. Uh, elections have consequences and it absolutely matters who you vote for. And particularly this last presidential election, you guys, if you've been following me for, you know, many, many years, you know that it matters to me that we get involved, not for the sake of politics. Like I, my kids were asking us the other day, you know, are you guys Democrats or Republicans? We're like, we are, we are what those annoying values voters, right? We're going to vote for the person who lines up the most closely that we can see to protect God's agenda. And God's agenda starts with protecting human life. And so it matters. It matters who we vote for. And we we said it in the last election that this president would be able to nominate possibly two and maybe even three uh, candidates for the Supreme Court, which would change the face of the Supreme Court of the United States. And the person who is elected gets to make that decision. And so if you want to have, if it matters to you who's on the Supreme Court, then the presidential elections should absolutely matter to you. The midterm should absolutely matter. And uh, it's interesting to me just to see how the left is screaming and yelling and interrupting uh, through that whole process that happened. And now I've heard that they're expected to use a committee rule to delay the vote until September 20th or 27th. What they're trying to do is delay it through the through the midterms, which they won't be able to do uh, because, you know, impeachment, blah, yada, yada, yada. But my point in, in saying this is, we should understand what's happening and we should be in prayer. God is a miracle worker. He is a miracle worker. And that will be the theme of the MomStrong Conference coming up in Houston, right around the corner. Uh, the life-changing power of following Jesus. You guys heard me say this on Monday at the podcast. When we meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it should not leave us where we are. It should change us forever. It should make us want to be more like Jesus. It should give us more compassion for the condition that we are living in as human beings apart from the Lord, which is a condition of sin. And we need the Lord Jesus. And so uh, that's why I keep you guys up to date on what's happening in our country, because it absolutely matters. That's why uh, we talk about things like 9-11, where we literally saw the face of evil. There is such a thing as good and evil. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, that we have an adversary and that he prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour. And the antidote to the adversary is the Lord of heaven's armies, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's Jesus Christ. And that is the message that we speak. And he is the one that we serve. And so I hope you guys will continue to just be in prayer for our nation, be in prayer for our leaders, be in prayer locally for what's going on locally. Every day people send me pictures and links to articles about things that are happening, particularly in our libraries, which is, it's very upsetting. Uh, this It's a push to normalize what God says is sin, and it should matter to us. So as we get, you know, as we get off the bench and onto the battlefield, 
um, I hope that you'll continue to hold our nation up in prayer uh, along with me and to remember, we remember things like 9-11 so that we don't forget that there is such a thing as good and there is such a thing as evil. And of course, we know that we're destined to win this thing, right? We know that God said he is, he's going to, Jesus is going to return and he's going to set things right. And until he does, we are called to live as ambassadors for him. Part of the reason why I keep you guys up to up abreast of things that are happening yeah, politically is because I know that a lot of you a lot of you just do not want to hear the news, which I actually don't blame you. And I I have changed my morning routine. I thought I thought, you know, it's worth saying. I used to wake up every morning and the first thing I would do is just, you know, I'd pick up my phone and you know, I I would browse the news or whatever. I downloaded uh, read through the Bible in a year. And now that's the thing I'm doing. And I'm telling you what, it just sets my heart right in the morning. To Instead of listening to all the, the junk that's happening, instead of getting all freaked out, I am reading through the Word of God, which is what helps me write the Scripture Writing Challenges for you. It's what we base Mom Strong International on and all the things that we're doing over there is to really turn your hearts first to the Lord who calms our hearts and makes us not operate from a place of fear, but from a place of faith. And then from that place of faith, we are able to go out get onto the battlefield, show our children what it looks like to stand for righteousness in this generation, and then pray that we can have an impact. Uh, Speaking of having an impact, I want to encourage you guys to pray for our friends who are living in the Carolinas. Hurricane Florence on its way. Headlines say that this packs a -a once-in-a-lifetime generation punch for the Carolinas. And the last time residents in the the Carolinas and the Mid-Atlantic states stared down a hurricane that posed a threat as great as this one, churning their way. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower was in the White House. Elvis Presley was a hot new artist, and Marilyn Monroe said, I do to Joe DiMaggio. So more than a million people were leaving their homes along the eastern seaboard last Tuesday amid mandatory evacuations, and supply stores uh, were quickly emptying in preparation for the once-in-a-generation Hurricane Florence. It is a potentially catastrophic Category 4 storm that's teetering on the brink of an even higher classification. So North Carolina has only been hit by one Category 4 storm since reliable record-keeping began in the 1850s. That, interestingly enough, was Hurricane Hazel. I love how you can tell uh, the na- you know the uh, seasons and the generations by the names of the storms that hit along the eastern seaboard. Uh, but this is a this is a pretty big deal. And Hurricane Hazel was responsible for killing a thousand people in Haiti and had winds that clocked 150 miles per hour when it hit the coast in 1954. And so we're praying for our friends uh, up and down the eastern seaboard. And you guys be sure to be, you can track Hurricane Florence's path anywhere, of course, on the internet. But I just, I know a lot of you listening are over in that neck of the woods. And my heart is over there for lots of different reasons. Of course, I live in uh, in the Portland, Oregon area, but my heart is in many places of the United States because I travel and speak so often. So our, our thoughts and prayers are with you, and uh, we trust that the Lord is going to keep you safe. And uh, if he sends a lifeboat, which he will in many different ways, uh, take it. <laughs> I think sometimes of that, of the uh, the cartoon, you guys have probably seen it, where people are saying, I prayed and prayed and, you know, God rescued me. And there's a guy on a the roof of his house and the waters are rising and a boat comes to pick him up and he says, no, no, God's going to save me. And then a air, you know, a helicopter comes to pick him up. No, no, God's going to save me. And of course he ends up uh, uh, not being saved because, you know, he didn't take the the boat or the helicopter. And I think, man, boy, that's applicable all over the place. So keep your eyes on Hurricane Florence and be praying for our friends up and down the Eastern seaboard, particularly 
in the Carolinas. I want to remind you guys that I'm going to be in Houston very, very soon for the MomStrong Conference. Really excited about that. That is September 22nd. So just uh, basically a week and a half away. If you have not registered for that event, I'm telling you what, it's going to change your life. The theme for this year's MomStrong Conference is Miracle Worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus. Like I said, at Monday's podcast, when we encounter the living God, it changes us. And so we're going to be talking about what that looks like. I have experienced many miracles in my life. We're going to be talking about that. If you have a miracle that you would like me to share at the MomStrong Conference, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. Let's shout from the rooftops the life-changing power of following Jesus. He is indeed the miracle worker. Also want to let you guys know that the book launch happens officially a week from yesterday. So Prayers for the Battlefield already in Barnes & Noble. I don't believe that Amazon has shipped it out yet, but I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I just want to encourage you, if you haven't ordered Prayers for the Battlefield, uh, I'm telling you what, it's a handbook for battle. You guys are going to be encouraged and blessed to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. We're going to be praying the scriptures over every aspect of our life, particularly when it comes to parenting children in this generation. And I know that you're going to be encouraged. And on Friday, all of the MomStrong swag is going to be released. So this stuff will go fast. We always order limited amounts for book releases, but we have some new t-shirts coming up. I know you guys are going to love them. Three different styles. Uh, there are three different necklaces that have sort of a a very uh, medieval look to them and a quiver necklace also that you can order. They're beautiful and you can find that at HeidiStJohn.com. I think it's forward slash store, but don't quote me again. Uh, I want to get right into MomStrong International study for right now because we are on the second week. Remember, I was talking about the study that we're doing for MomStrong International uh, for the next four months. So September study is called Born on a Battlefield, Shepherding and Sheltering Your Children in a Time of War. So we're right in the middle of the September study right now, and I am so excited to see so many of you joining with me. We're talking this week about how God gives parents the responsibility for raising children. Nobody else has that responsibility. It is the responsibility of parents. In October, we're going to be continuing our Born on a Battlefield theme, and we'll talk about aiming our arrows toward truth. How do we teach our children how to discern truth from a lie? November's study is called Dancing in the Minefields, Finding Blessing on the Battlefield. And in December, we'll be studying how to keep Jesus at the center of everything we do. So right now for September, we're, we're starting our series, Born on a Battlefield, Shepherding and Sheltering Your Children in a Time of War. So we're going to be starting in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, where we are instructed to talk about the the commands of the Lord with our children. The Bible says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Notice that he's not giving us any wiggle room at all. He's saying, this is what you have to do. Impress these on your children. Talk about these things with your children when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, uh, when you lie down, when you get... Notice he doesn't say, uh, tell somebody else to do it. He says, it's your responsibility as a parent. And one of the happiest and most sobering moments of my life, I can remember very distinctly as if it was yesterday, was holding a newborn Savannah uh, in my arms. And I know that my my son-in-law, Ryan, has had the same experience on my daughter as they talk about um, holding Noah in their arms for the first time. And you're, we're hit with that joy, right? As soon as we feel the weight of that newborn infant in our arms, it's humbling, 
It's joyful, but it should also be a moment of tremendous responsibility as we realize that God is laying on the shoulders of this generation of parents the responsibility for teaching and training that child in righteousness. The Bible says that God has given us as parents an amazing privilege and with it, the high calling of forming young souls. It's enough to make you weak in the knees, isn't it? So we wanna turn in our Bibles to the passage that outlines this responsibility better than any other, which I just read to you today out of Deuteronomy 6, verses four through nine. And it tells us that this responsibility belongs to us. I have been thrilled lately to watch my two sisters begin homeschooling their children. I posted about it on my Instagram page. My sister Haley pulled her kids out of the public school system here in Battleground, Washington and began homeschooling her fifth and third grader. And it's been really uh, fun for me to hear the Lord impressing on her heart the importance of shepherding her children and sheltering them. And really, we do have a responsibility to shelter our children until they understand that they are on a battlefield and we have taught them how to put on the weapons of spiritual warfare. Listen, parenting is right at the heart of what God called his people to do. And God made us uh, to be able to shepherd and shelter and take care of and train our children. So when sin entered the world, it made parenting difficult and distorted, right? We know that because we can see the lies all around us. And anyone who's had young children knows that our children are born rebellious. They don't have to learn it. This is what Psalm 51 tells us. Kids are the most selfish people on the planet. Well, that's not entirely true. Next to their parents. All right, we're all selfish. We were we were, were born selfish and we tend to be self-centered our whole lives and it's our job as parents who struggle with selfishness. Can we just be honest? Parents who struggle with selfishness, God has given us the responsibility of showing our children how not to be selfish. And I don't know if you've noticed this in your children, but they don't care how tired you are or if you're sick. They're still gonna fight, still gonna complain, still gonna ignore you. They're still gonna want you to feed them three times a day. Why? Why do they want dinner uh, uh, every single day? But in Psalm 51, David isn't talking about his kid's sin. He's talking about himself. And we can be just as selfish and just as sinful as our children. We're just more sophisticated about it, right? So the so bottom line, we are sinners, parenting sinners. And one of the biggest ways our parenting responsibility gets distorted is when we think that our children ultimately belong to us. If they belong to us and we take too much weight on ourselves and crush our kids under our selfish demands, we're gonna wind up with rebellious children. And we don't want to do that. We want to wind up with children who walk with the Lord. And this means ultimately that we need to be the ambassadors and witnesses and tools in the hands of our creator that God intended us to be, recognizing that our first job is to dispense God's love and his grace and his transformative power into our children's lives. This is such a humbling a job to have, isn't it? It's an absolutely, hum it's a humbling thing to recognize, oh my goodness, I am influencing this generation. You know, I talked about Monday, just a couple of days ago, uh, a book that's come out recently. And uh, for those of you who missed the Monday podcast, go back and listen to it because this author at one point on Facebook, she says, I love Jesus and I cuss a little, right? Which is kind of the big thing right now. And a friend of mine was saying the other day, why don't you just say, I love Jesus and I cheat a little. I love Jesus and I watch porn a little. You know, why are we wallowing in our weaknesses, the, the word of God should change us. If we love God the way we say that we do, then we find our identity with him and we parent our children from a position of strength. And we say, we've struggled with this, but God is changing me. 
God is changing me little by little. Do you guys remember the song, Little by Little Every Day? Little by little in every way, Jesus is changing me, right? And I, we used to sing that song as children. And all of a sudden, the generation has, this generation has embraced this idea of, oh, you know, we just, we identify with each other. We tolerate each other. We, we are celebrating our weaknesses and saying, hey, let's identify together. You struggle. I struggle. We all struggle. Uh, bless the Lord. No, God wants us to walk in right relationship with him and to recognize that we need to be humble enough to say, I struggle with sin in my life, but I don't want to stay there. I am looking for a change in my life and be honest with your children about it. So I wanna just encourage you, get into the word with your kids this week. This is the heart of our study at MomStrong International. This particular week, we're gonna be talking about the responsibility that God has given you as a parent to shepherd your children. And as we do that, you're gonna get into the Kids Strong study and we're gonna talk to our children about how they are a treasure to us. They are a very special thing that they are loved by us and that we wanna love them the way God instructs us to love them as parents, which is to train them in the way that they should go. The Bible says, train up your children in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Parents, that's a promise for you. It's a generational promise. Don't stop praying for your children. For more information on this Bible study, I want to encourage you to to sign up. You can sign up for the monthly Bible studies at MomStrong International. It's a great way for you to support this ministry and get into the Word with your kids. It comes with with a scripture writing challenge and with copy work. So if you have young children, they can copy God's Word with you. Listen, the Bible says that God's Word is powerful. It changes people's lives. And I want to encourage you to follow me as I walk with the Lord Jesus not perfectly, but intentionally. And that's what we want to do. So if this podcast is an encouragement to you, you can encourage us by leaving a review. You can rate this podcast and leave a review. I've noticed that many of you are doing that. I want to say thank you so very much. If every single person that was listening to this podcast left a review and rated it, we would have almost 42,000 reviews on iTunes. And so right now we've got about 660. So can I just encourage you uh, to leave a review? That certainly helps us to rate, to get the uh, podcast up in the ratings and to get it out to anyone who is interested in encouraging their children and walking in truth in this generation. You guys, I am so excited to see you at the MomStrong Conference coming up in Houston in just about a week and a half. Remember our theme for the MomStrong Conference Houston and also for the MomStrong Pacific Northwest, which will be held on October 6th in Vancouver, Washington. The theme is Miracle Worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus. So I hope you guys will join me on September 22nd and October 6th for the MomStrong Conference Houston and in the Pacific Northwest. Tickets are available right now at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I hope you guys have a fantastic Wednesday and I'm looking forward to seeing you back here for more encouragement on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.